The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Howard streaks in. Streaks in. Touchdown. has Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys, live from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. We have Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Machoda, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us here on this Tuesday. We are taking your text messages and your phone calls. 888-855-2297 is the phone line. That's 888-855-2297. And then the text line is 817-290-3298. Isaiah's already feeling silly. He, he just started laughing I, for no reason. It made I me don't laugh. Know. I don't even know what I'm laughing at. <laughs> Kyle knows that I'm a very observant human being. You're very observant. So yesterday you had a, you had on the forty burger <laughs> polo. Hey, he Today he chest. has on a forty burger polo. I put it on my chest because I say it with the chest. I actually when I when I was okay. looking through my closet, which by the way is an absolute wreck right now because we're still moving in to the house and clothes, we huh? we don't have a, a washer or a dryer, so Ooh. we've had to go to the laundromat. You know, there's a, a new times. one that does it all in one. Kyle. I don't have that type of money, dude. What are you talking about? You guys hear that, fans? Donate that to Kyle. Stop! No, I'm not, <laughs> not doing that. Yeah. Either <laughs> for donating stuff, I'll take one of these. Dude, all, it, all it in does one thing to speak one. of. <laughs> uh, I'm actually, we get it installed tomorrow, so it'll be much better, and I can okay. kind of organize this stuff. But all my Cowboys polos are in one spot right now, and they're all just kind of like stuffed and folded and stuff. So yeah. I was taking off the 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 polo off of the hanger, and I saw this, and I was like, oh, mm. I was like, I've got to do it <laughs> just based off of what you said yesterday about Nick Harris's polo. So are I brought you, it. Are you a wire hanger guy? Plastic felt? So. I'm a, I don't give a flip what the hanger oh, is, guy. I do not care. Oh. Give me something to hang it on, and I'll hang it on there. My wife is the felt. She loves yeah. the felt one with the yeah. flat the grip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what she likes. He said flip. He's a little more PG today. That's it. <laughs> got, I, I did get a text message yesterday. That's unfortunate. Yeah, from from Isaiah's, Isaiah's daughter who's watching. We love you, yeah. Sky. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the Cowboys and the Jets coming up this week before we take mm. the phone calls. Things changing a little bit. Huh, John, whenever you go back and you look at what happened last night, no more Aaron Rodgers and Achilles injury. We wish the best for his recovery, but partially a a bummer. It is a bummer for the Cowboys because I wanted to see them go up against Aaron Rodgers and see see this defense tested against the best, and Aaron Rodgers has been one of the best throughout his career. Yeah, it was very clear after the game, Micah Parsons did as well. Nobody even asked him about the Jets, and he offered up multiple times about wanting to face Aaron, Aaron Rodgers next week. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. And, uh, yeah, it's disappointing. Um, and when I'm watching games like that, I'm always like, should I tweet this out right now because they're playing the Cowboys next? Am I going to point out that this looks like th- that he's definitely not going to play in this game? But at the same time, I'm just like, I kind of want to leave it alone because people are obviously pretty sensitive at the moment. And I don't want it to be look like I'm just looking like, oh, this is going to help the Cowboys. Like, But... <laughs> Uh, obviously, a lot of other people don't care about that and, yeah. and post that stuff. So it's like, I mean, it is whatever, but it is when you see anybody having to get the card out, you know, that's not great. And, uh, and and I know this isn't about Aaron Rodgers, but I will say there was a part of me when we left the stadium Sunday night that I was like, oh, it looks like the Cowboys got out of here without any like notable injuries, which uh, if you follow the other stadiums, MetLife is very high on the list of ones that people are concerned about with yeah. the playing surface. And so I thought about that when I was leaving. And then I don't know that I can't sit there and say that that injury was because of the surface or whatever. Um, but it is one of those that I just know that there's been a lot of talk about that being, and then just the fact of the weather that the Cowboys played in Sunday night yeah. on that surface to leave there without any notable injuries. I mean, that's a, that's a huge win out of it, out of itself. But yeah, I guess Zach Wilson's going to have to be the guy for them. And, uh, It'll be interesting to see how they handle that because there's some, you know, some notable talent on that team that they're not in a rebuild. So if he's struggling, I find it hard to believe they're just going to stand pat and be like, well, we're just going to work with Zach throughout the end of the season. So, 
It's a really good team. I tweeted it out right after the game last night. Aaron Rodgers or not, that's going to be a really good team that comes into AT&T on Sunday. But talking about the Rodgers injury, you could see it whenever his calf just ballooned. Mm. It, that's, that's typically a telltale sign of uh, you know an Achilles injury. So hoping he can recover just because that team is so much fun and um, a lot of hype going into the year. And I think they probably would have <laughs> had their way with Buffalo if he was if he was fully healthy last night. But um, you know what can Zach Wilson bring to the table? I, I think it's going to be. Um, they're going to kind of have to rework a lot of things. You know, the, their playbook is not going to be the same. Um, you know, he's going to be a more of a short to intermediate guy. They're going to try to, you know, get those methodical drives. The defense is going to be on the field for a long time. They have a really established running game with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Both of those guys looked good at times last night, Brees yeah. Hall especially. I think he was over 100 yards on his first two carries. So um, they're going to have to come to play. I think the run, the run defense is going to be especially tested on Sunday. Well, this, Garrett is, Wilson, this is no slouch. Garrett Wilson has shown that you don't need to even throw him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You don't yeah. have to throw they got that guy. <laughs> he'll be okay. Yeah. It, it, you felt the energy, at least from the lead up of that game. Monday Night Football, prime time. It was at MetLife, of course, 9 11 and the celebration pregame. But it was the buzz around Aaron Rodgers and what he was doing coming out of the tunnel and just the, the hope that he brought. That was going to be very similar to the buzz in the lead up of this game, just because the Bills are a very good opponent and the Jets are a very good team. And then the Cowboys doing what they did in week one. Week two at AT&T Stadium was going to have a very similar buzz, whether it was a 325 game or not. That's what I was anticipating. That buzz may not be the same level, but it should be very close, at least in the locker room, because you cannot let up against this Jets team. You saw it last night. They can find a way to win a game even without Rodgers in the fold. All of that is why I don't understand if you ever meet somebody that's a big sports fan who isn't superstitious. Because they're just mm. – whenever you think that you have it all – like. Just be calm about it because it can easily just drop off so fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, how hyped they were going on that season, all the buildup like that. Like, that's why I don't get into the whole, like, talking a lot of trash going in when you're, I'm saying a fan. When you're a player, you have an impact in the game sure. and stuff like that. But I'm just very superstitious about anything like that. And honestly, it probably comes back, at, the best way to describe it is that Jerry Jones says all the time about, you know, working in the NFL. It's like holding two handfuls of jello. Like, you think that you have it. And as soon as you think that everything's cool, something happens like that, mm. you know? And you just, and, the, and to be honest, to go win a Super Bowl, you're going to have to have a lot of things bounce your way to begin with. Yeah. But yeah, how quickly? It's not I even mean, like second, third series. It's like he's running out with the American flag. Everybody's pumped. The place is going crazy. A couple plays, boom, done. Four, four and, plays in. And just cameramen yeah. just turn into just pan into the crowd, just getting yep. crowd shots of, of upset Jets fans. Yeah. MRI converbs torn Achilles versus the Bills out for the season. You've torn your Achilles, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Want to get your input. What is that recovery process like for especially somebody that's turning 40 in December like Aaron Rodgers? And I've got, I've got a way to relay this back to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I'll ask that secondly, but let's start with just the Achilles injury as a generality. Yeah, it just sucks. Uh, so prayers up to Aaron Rodgers for sure. It's a bad mind space to be in. It just is. Um, you put so much work in to get yourself prepared, and something like that, that's not preventable. There's nothing that he could have done training-wise that could have been better. There's none of those things, right? Um, it's just – it just happens. It happened to me. It happened to Barry Church. Yep. Um, you know, it just it, it sucks. It sucks for them. You know, they built this entire year pretty much around him. You know, they they have a lot riding on him this year. Um, he bet on himself in a major way this year. And for something that you can't control to happen to you, that's it's the worst thing in the world. Um, so now he has a. I think it took me about seven months to get back from my Achilles uh, tear. It's, it's it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work, man. You, you know, you start off from ground zero. They they, you go get your surgery. You're in a cast. You're on crutches. Then you work your way off of that. You're in boot. You know, you're in a in a in a, in a walking boot. Then you start learning how to move your toes again and how to flex your ankle. I mean, it's it sucks. You know, it really sucks. You're as far removed from normalcy as possible. Um, and now he has to just turn into a cheerleader for his team and probably, hopefully try to provide some wisdom uh, for for that quarterback room. I mean, Kobe Bryant is probably one of the most athletic human beings that have ever walked the earth. Yeah. And I just looked it up to be, I wanted to be accurate on this. He was 34 when that happened to him. And now he still played mm-hmm. some seasons after that. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, heck, his last game was incredible. Like, But at 40, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is definitely not that athletic. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big uphill climb to get back from from that whole deal. I mean, the good thing is, I know for me specifically, I guess that's what I could speak to. I came back bigger, faster, stronger. Okay. Right. So if if you have a a, a dog mindset and you have the resources, which we obviously know he does for sure. You know, it really just comes down to does he want to come back? Right. And 
if anything that I do know about Aaron Rodgers, he's about as competitive as it gets. And he also looks for all forms of alternative medicine. So I'm sure he's going to be up <laughs> on game <laughs> um, in terms of trying to make sure that he has all the different treatment types possible to come back. I would, I would, if I'm not a betting man, but if I was a bet money, he would probably come back from this sooner than most people would. So um, prayers up for him. Uh, but obviously it changes things a ton for the Cowboys now. Um, your entire game plan is, I would assume, is different now for Dan Quinn because from my perspective, if I'm Dan Quinn playing against Aaron Rodgers, I need to heat him up. I need to heat him up. Even mm -hmm. though your front four is absolute dogs, I still need to find a way to heat him up because I have to make him uncomfortable. When Aaron Rodgers is uncomfortable, you at least get him out the pocket, get him a little flustered. He, could, he may throw a couple up to you. Um, now, against <laughs> Zach Wilson, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let my front four go eat. I'm going to make this dude find a way to find a hole somewhere in my defense uh, and see if he can be accurate because his history says he can't. Yeah, I'm shifting my focus to the running game 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those are the guys that will beat the Cowboys on Sunday if they do. Yeah. Um, curious, during your Achilles recovery, how were darkness uh, uh, retreats for you? Did, the, did they help at all? <laughs> I didn't have any darkness, <laughs> darkness retreats. But I tell you what, I went to some dark places, man. I can tell you, I, yeah. I can tell you that. It is... It's a bad place to be. So I hope that everybody is super empathetic to Aaron Rodgers. I know there's a lot of people who don't really care for him and, you know, how he's an individual. I sure. respect the crap out of him for being an individual and being a self-thinker. He doesn't go with the rest of the people. I'm that same type of person. So I have a lot of um, respect for him in that regard. So it's a tough place for him to be right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just watching him for so long uh, because, I mean, he always owned – the Lions and just seeing him as much as he played I always th thought I always and I still do think of Aaron Rodgers as wearing like the old school football helmet wearing the shoulder pads that look like they're probably for a kicker he doesn't I mean he looks like the least padded up player mm -hmm. up until maybe and I'll tell you what Brandon Cooks does not look like he wears very much padding either no. um, but uh <laughs> but it just to see him go down like that, just in my head, I was like, "Oh no, he'll be back. He'll yeah. come, he'll come back out there." Like they're, they're probably just—it's probably an ankle thing. Uh, they'll, they'll retape him up. Like nope. I'm—I'm just. The only other time I can think of him going down like that was the Anthony Barr hit, which um, that ended up leading to some rule changes because of that. But yeah, you just assume, "Oh no, no, he's going to come out of that tent. And he'll be—he'll be back out there," or that it's going to be like a couple week thing or something like that. And then I, I knew it immediately. When yeah, it happened. I knew it yeah. immediately. And I, I, I honestly, you know, people might say I'm being soft or whatever. I wish they would stop showing the replay, mm -hmm. honestly, just out of respect of him, because I can't even watch the replay without having flashbacks. Of, and it doesn't hurt when it happens. It doesn't hurt. There's no pain. All the nerves are torn. Like there's no pain at all. You didn't yeah. see him crying, grimacing. None of no, that. No, he stuff. stood right back up. But, he was in the huddle and then but, he had to sit back down. But you know why he sat back down? He sat back down because the reality set in set for in. him as yeah. to what happened. When I tore mine, I literally stopped in the middle of my route when I tore mine and I just took my helmet off and threw it and was pissed. Cause I, I, I knew I hadn't thought about Achilles not one time before that. Yeah. But that was in my contract year. Everything that I worked for was gone at that point in time. And I just, the reality of what just happened set in, and you literally just stare off into space. You hear noise around you, people talking to you, but you don't hear it. You know what I mean? You're just like, so much is going through your mind. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Am I going to come back from this? How long is it going to take me to come back? Do I have a, another chance? Like, what's everything look like for me? Like, his mind is going a thousand. So when he was in that cart, when he was on the ground, when you lay back on the ground, I, I felt for him. When he was on that cart, I, I've had that same look in my eye before where it's just like, I'm physically here, but I'm not here. Yeah, to defend the TV, TV people just a little bit. Okay, so when Kevin Durant had it happen, he's wearing shorts, and you can see mm -hmm. real quick how the impact it had on his Achilles. Yeah, it was kind of tough. Like you had to really zoom in to see because I wanted to see a couple of replays because I was like, "What is this? What it didn't how look that? Yeah, is because it? in 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 regular speed, I was like, "Oh, he he just rolled his ankle or something like mm -hmm. that," you know. And so maybe that's why they were showing more yeah. of them, but. I will say from a production standpoint, just being in trucks and, and doing that, that, that part of the TV copy is to provide viewership with mm -hmm. the, the insight to what is happening in the game. Yeah. And at least in this case, not in every case. I mean, there, if a, a, a star player goes down, you're going to show it. Mm -hmm. If one of the, the other guys goes down, let's say John Stevens, for example, in the Seattle game, whenever he tore his Achilles an unfortunate break for the Cowboys. We we showed it one time, and you really didn't get a good look out of it, and yeah. that was about it. But if it's Aaron Rodgers and it's the main storyline, that's the storyline not only for the game, but now for the entire Jets season. So yeah. it's going to be showed over and over. I agree with you. It's not ideal. Yeah, I get it. It's just, I mean, if, it, if it was a bone sticking out the leg, then they wouldn't then show it. Then you wouldn't it. show yeah, it. Right. But exactly. for, from, from his perspective, it's, it's the exact tough. same. Yeah. 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 Now, 
how could this change things? And I said I had a way to relate this back to the Cowboys other than the Week 2 matchup. Donovan Wilson is going through a calf injury and a calf recovery right now. Aaron Rodgers had a calf injury and a calf recovery in training camp as well that kept him out for some time through the preseason. Yeah, that was the same thing with Kevin Durant. Same thing with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. There's There's been notab- notoriety around that before. Yeah. Now, Aaron Rodgers, it was his right calf. Correct. And it was the left Achilles that Correct. ended up getting injured last night. It works, though. But it's it, it all kind of over overstimulates and it kind of goes back and forth. Does that change anything from the training staff standpoint when you're looking and dealing with Donovan Wilson and his recovery? Because we heard from Jerry Jones this morning, some guys on the cusp of returning. Does this tap the brakes a little bit? I think in reality, yes. I think if you ask them, they would say probably no. Yeah. But I think, yeah. how can it not? How can it not when you have so many examples of people before you um, that have that's, that's what wisdom is, right? Being able to see something that that's taking place with somebody else and being able to digest that information and make um, any adjustments off of that to ensure that you don't run into those same pitfalls. So knowing that Aaron Rodgers had a calf strain on his opposing leg, knowing that he didn't have many reps on it going into full speed. And I think the mindset is starting to change around the league. There's been a lot of injuries in this first week. Yeah. Tons of injuries. And preseason. Yeah. So I think the mindset is going to change for a lot of teams going to next preseason in terms of what guy, what it should look like for guys who are starters. What should they play? I'm starting to think that people are starting to say yes because the wear and tear, you can't expect me to go – you know, 75, 80% in practice, you know, call it that majority of time. And then all of a sudden, all right, turn the lights on, 100 miles per hour. You know, it's, it's yeah. not, you're starting to see that's not realistic. I'd be pretty nervous, though, if I'm just using his, him as a, Aaron Rodgers as an example, because, I mean, just the start of that game, it did not look good in terms no. of him having any time back there. So I'm just thinking if you throw him out there for the preseason, and this is a preseason game that that just happened in, that's going to be even more scrutiny. Of, why was Aaron Rodgers even out there? He shouldn't have been out there behind this offensive yeah. line, you know? It's all the same to me. Pre- yeah. Preseason injury, first game, I mean, it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, I mean, at the end of the day, you're losing a player. Yeah. Talking about Donovan Wilson, I, you would have to think that they'd feel a lot more comfortable giving him as much time as he needs, yep. though, after after Sunday with Marquise Bell and Wanye Thomas, how yep. they performed. Um, even Malik Hooker t- picked up a couple of Donovan's typical typical responsibilities and did well with it. So um, if he's not ready for this week, man, let him chill. <laughs> but if, if he's ready, it, let's but, go. I, it, and that's what it sounds okay. like. It sounds like he's ready to go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if he's not, like, shoot, give him that time. Would you give him an extra week even if he said he's ready? Um, if you, if you, if you determine he's ready, what's going on there? Yeah, you know? like I don't understand the day to day. So point. I can't yeah. speak on that. But if if it's a situation where he's even like any hesitant whatsoever, yeah, give him that extra week. We got fit mm-hmm. seventeen more weeks to play, probably. And we've talked about it on this show a number of times. But Brett Brown and Amazing. the entire yeah. training staff over there, they know what they're doing, oh, and they're as I know, good I know as that it too gets. Well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they are as good as it gets. I, I think at that point you trust what they're doing yep. and, and trust when they're throwing those guys out there. All right, when we come back, we're taking your calls. It's a Talking Tuesday, 888-855-2297. If you don't want to give us a call, you want to shoot us a text message, 817-290-3298. We're talking about the Cowboys' 40 to nothing win over the Giants. We're going into week two against the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Everything on the table when we come back with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. 
That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah, Nick, John, myself, Kyle Yeomans. Let's go to the phone lines, 888-855-2297. We've got Dano in Florida. Dano, you're on Talking Cowboys. How's it going? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. What's on your mind? Great. A um, couple statements and then a question. Uh, hey, I'm feeling a lot better about the offensive line. Uh, the way that, uh, that number 71, the guy we got from the Jets. Shumay uh, Dogo. Yes, I thought he played very well. I think Bass is a stud in the making. Mm-hmm. I think I think in a couple of years he's going to remind a lot of people of a young Zach Martin. And and the kid Richards, I like. You know, I thought he played well in the preseason. He he showed some. I thought some good feet. So, and I thought our offensive line played really really well on Sunday against the you know a stout giant defensive line. Uh, so I'm feeling like. Our all our O line is going to be okay. Um, the second thing I wanted to mention is uh, I, I think Mike McCarthy doesn't get enough credit for how he's changed the culture. Um, I think he's really gotten into Jerry's ear big time, and I think you're seeing uh, Mike McCarthy really asserting, you know, his professionalism, his his proficiency in the game, and and Jerry I think has given him an ear. Uh, and lastly, Rico. Rico Dowd, I thought he played really well. Mm-hmm. I want to see if you guys see him getting more carries. So uh, that's it. Hope you guys are well, man. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate the call as always. And, and Dano brings great talking points every time. And, and he's got a couple there. Let's start with the offensive line. I agree. I, I didn't think Chuma Doga did anything over the top. And, and Nick, you and I have talked about this a little bit. But he did his job. Yep. He came in and he filled the hole. TJ Bass. I've always been very high on TJ Bass. I don't know if I would compare him to a young Zach Martin just quite yet, but the uh, the, the possibility is there for the undrafted man out of Oregon. Uh, I'll compare TJ Bass to a young Terrence Steele just because of their similar paths, how, okay. they've, how they've been able to be uh, thrown into the fire early on. Not as much as Terrence Steele, but, I mean, he had reps in his very first game. Mm-hmm. I, I think we mentioned it yesterday, but whenever Chuma went down with, I think it was an eye poke, and he was just kind of tending to it, TJ Bass was running onto the field before the trainers even running onto the field. Yeah. So, like, he's ready to go. Um, but, yeah, Chuma, man, he did his job. We were just talking about it before the show. He did his job. That's all you can ask for. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see um, if if he's going to be the reliable option moving forward because that's not going to be the last time an injury pops up. Um, yeah. But I, and, and is he going to be the reliable guy in game two, game three, whenever he needs to come in? And it was against a nice defensive front from yeah. the Giants. It's not like they were playing anybody that's undervalued on that defensive front. They played a good defensive front from New York, and they did, a, did their job. Just going topic by topic, 
he talked about Mike McCarthy not getting enough credit in terms of building the culture. I'll start with John on this one, but I felt like we hit it yesterday that the culture is there. It has been built since he got there in 2020. It's a complete turnaround, and it feels like they're this team has fun playing football, which you couldn't always say about the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that the previous head coach had a bad culture. I think that not saying that yeah. at all. But yeah, no, it's no, I know you're not, though. but but um, it, it's tough. Like. Well, one, there's. I definitely don't think Mike Mike McCarthy gets enough credit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for sure. Um, but when it comes to like the culture of the team and stuff like that, I think he's a big part of it. But I also think having there's a lot of key pieces player wise that are battle tested that have gone through it. Uh, looking at like the two people behind you and Zach Martin and Dak Prescott, and I, I think there's a lot of key players on this roster that. That help you be, you know, be in that position as well to, yeah. to where you can really, uh, you have a lot of leadership within. You don't have to be this rah rah coach that's uh, that's doing a lot like you see in uh, a lot of these behind the scenes with a lot of coaches. He doesn't have to do that here, and he and he knows he doesn't. And and to be honest, with you, that's not really like him. That would be probably out of character. Yeah. So I think him just being himself and and just being a steadying force for them. I think that that's been huge. But there's so many things with Mike McCarthy that he does that I I don't think he gets enough credit for. And when I see you know these top you know rankings of these coaches lists and stuff like that, and I feel like he gets glossed over because they they think that Aaron Rodgers just handed him a Super Bowl or something, and that's that's not the case. But no, he's been. He's been huge for them, for sure. And I think I could tie in Mike McCarthy with the uh, offensive line question at the beginning. I think, um, you know, as long as you can have a few of those guys not go down, because obviously there's going to be issues and things like that. I think since he's been head coach, they've done a pretty good job when they've had to put in somebody else uh, to try and kind of fit a game plan with that crew and not really leave anybody on an island. And I think that that really helped in this game as well. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think the offensive line, it's time to panic. I'm just where they are. You're just like if they were to suffer any type of significant injury, there's just not a lot behind it to where you feel confident. Yeah. What do you think about Mike McCarthy? And then how did you feel Rico Dowdle played in week one? Rico ran hard. Rico ran hard. I think he did well with the opportunities that were given to him. Um, I like the utilization of all four guys in the backfield. Yeah, and I say all four because Turpin was obviously a running back in this game. Lipke got a lot of scored snaps his first too, touchdown. So five. Yeah, he did get some in there. I saw that. Uh, you just got to throw that sprinkle in there, to... huh? Yeah, you just got to throw it in there. <laughs> he had to get a carry. Yeah, definitely did not touch the ball, uh, but he, nope. he he had a couple of nice blocks. He did have a good block. He did, he did have a good block. I saw yeah. that. I'm looking at the touches um, right now. <laughs> in terms of the McCarthy credit, I mean. He's not looking for credit. No, he's not looking for credit. He's uh, looking for one thing. He wants something that's shiny. And that's all he cares about. Yeah. Anything else in that, mission not accomplished. What'd you say? I, I want to touch on the Dowdle part really quick, just because we were talking to um, offensive coordinator uh, Brian Schottenheimer yesterday, and he was asked how much uh, of the uh, offensive playbook were they able to kind of keep inside because, you know, they jumped out to a big lead, didn't really have to open up the pass game that much. They went to their weather plan almost immediately. So how much is still, you know, in – I guess in in the book and he had said that there's quite a bit like it it worked out for him basically and I I started thinking about that and I went back and watched the offense okay what did they show Rico Dowdle and Deuce Vaughn having the same amount of carries I mean that's attributed to the game getting out to a really big lead Deuce being able to come in and get those get those extra carries that he probably wouldn't have had Um, but is Rico Dowdle going to be more of that five six seven carry guy or the 10 11 12 touch type guy Uh, that that's something that I think is still unopened which is very fascinating going into week two too um, because Mike McCarthy has said a lot that the first four weeks everything is almost 55 percent unscouted and it gets down to maybe 35 percent once you get into those latter weeks of the open season so are they going into week two with like an 85 percent unscouted look i mean that that would be huge i would imagine yeah it would be it would be tough to 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 have a game like that and be 40 to nothing and still keep everything in that's just how perfect it went for the cowboys to to kind of get to that point and say okay we haven't actually shown a whole lot but we still won by 40 points in the opening week all right second caller nigel in arizona you're on talking cowboy what's going on nigel What's happening, guys? Thanks for having me on. I got kind of some questions here. Maybe you guys can do some eating like Zeke used to. Um, Kind of a two-part question. One, I haven't heard much on what's going on with Tyler Smith. Mm -hmm. Um, Two, how would you compare the Giants O-line versus the Jets O-line? And three, Ferguson, you think it was the weather that drops there or – I didn't see much of Shoemaker in. You think maybe we'll see more of him. All right. 
What do you think about that? Appreciate the call, Nigel. Let's let's start with John. John, you talked about the, I guess the the early parts of that game. How did you feel like that went for them? Are you talking about with, uh, with the the, 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 tight v- the first question? Yeah, tight ends. I thought. I mean, there was obviously the drops that's going to stand out, yeah. you know. But there were definitely some plays in that game where I thought their blocking uh, was pretty impressive. But yeah, there there were certainly some drops there, and. I would say, so when I watch the game, I think of, one, just being there and how awful the weather was. So you have to yeah. factor that in. But then the other thing is, is kind of going back to Isaiah's point of not playing in the preseason when you don't really have any reps. I, I just think that you're, I don't know, I think you're you're hoping for a lot that there's not going to be any miscues, drop passes, things like that when you're not really playing against another opponent for such a long period of time. And so, yeah, there were definitely four or five drops in that game. And, and you know, Hendershot had one that should have been a touchdown. Um, Ferguson had a couple. In terms of Schoonmaker, yeah, I just think that he was a little bit behind because of the injury. But ultimately, he'll get caught up. And I think they have, you know, three really good quality tight ends that they obviously feel really confident putting them in the game it's not like they just threw them all out there in a uh you know some of those packages late in the game when it was already in hand i mean they were doing it pretty early so um i would say with with them i just they got to get the reps and they will get the reps i mean yeah. that's one of the parts of moving on from dalton schultz is it's yeah you don't have that established veteran but you're also going to get work for some guys that you think can can handle that role um and that the one thing you said about the tyler smith thing there hasn't been we're going to know a lot more this week i mean jerry said on the radio this morning uh that you know, all those guys, him, Donovan, Jordan Lewis, are all close, but it, they'll know more going through this uh, this week of practice. But he, I, I, I'm, he was close last week, but why push it? And yeah. so I don't think he's far off. But the, the, the thing you battle with there, though, is it just, you know, kind of like the calf thing. It's like you put him back out there with a hamstring, and then all of a sudden he makes it worse. And then you factor in that Chuma Doga looked okay. Maybe it buys you another week type thing. Maybe, you know, you get him a chance to get a little bit healthier. But... Uh, I don't think that as of today, like if instead of us sitting here, it was, you know, Britt, Mike McCarthy and Jerry. I don't think they would tell you definitively one way or the other. No, no, probably not. Still a lot of time. I I wanted to talk on the Giants and the Jets offensive lines, the difference Mm -hmm. between those two. I think it is a similar approach. I I mean, just kind of looking from last night, it took the Jets a couple drives to really settle in, Um, you know, not only with the the drive that Rodgers was out there, but, you know, Zach was kind of having to move around for the first couple drives. I need to go back and really give it a full rewatch because I was at like Buffalo Wild Wings watching with like four people last night. So maybe not the best take, but uh, I I did see them quite a bit in the preseason. Wing stop. (laughs) Yeah, wing uh, wing stop. It was wing stop. You're right. Uh, but the Jets' offensive line, the interior, I think there's going to be some some opportunities for Hankins and Mozzie, those guys right there, uh, and then off the edge too. I, I think there's going to be opportunities for this pass rush, nevertheless. Yeah, and I mean, you're looking at it just off of initial viewing. We haven't done our deep dive for film study yet, but that offensive line had trouble with the Bills' front. And the Bills' front's different than the Dallas' front in the fact that there's a couple guys on the defensive line, but it's a lot of really good linebackers that are able to fly to the ball. Dallas has good on both they have guys that can fly the football on both levels of that so from a challenge standpoint do you feel like the jets are better uh, at least just on initial viewing the jets are better equipped to take down the cowboys front seven or than the giants were or vice versa it's hard to say that anybody could have a worse outing than the giants i think the giants have a better o-line holistically than the jets Wow. That's scary for yeah, the Jets. Yeah, scary for Wilson. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, that him. was the talk going into the season that <clears throat> yeah. how is Aaron Rodgers going to stay healthy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they didn't have an O line that they felt great about. Um, and then obviously you saw that in the game. So, um, yeah, I think that Dallas's defensive front should be relatively eager to play this game. From what yeah. I saw, Mackay Becton settled in really nice as the game went on. Yeah. So I, I I guess he's back. That would be fun for them, at least. Uh, I, I think that that could be a challenge for, I guess that would be Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. So. I promise you the Giants are surprised still to this day yep. off of how dominant that yeah. that Cowboys off our defensive line was against them. I mean, they've yeah. invested some serious picks there. They're, they've really tried to turn <laughs> yeah. that thing around. So, yeah, did they think it was going to be one of the best offensive lines immediately? No. But there's no way that they thought they would get manhandled the way that they did week one like that. So I just feel like a lot of people probably watching that game think, well, the Giants probably have the worst offensive line in, in the league. And, and that's not the case at all. There's definitely way worse offensive lines. It just they played terribly. And maybe it just the Cowboys defensive line is that loaded. Yeah. 
All right. When we come back in our second or in our final segment, we're going to go overseas. We've got Philippe on, in France on the line. We love our Philippe. guy Philippe. We'll talk to him in a couple moments. This segment was brought to you by the Dallas Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan. We'll be back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to Talking Cowboys. This portion of Talking Cowboys is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, Talking Cowboys. We've got Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. And we've got on the phone line one of our favorites from across the pond, Philippe in France. Philippe, you're on Talking Cowboys again for the first time this year. How's it going, bud? I'm doing great. Are you, are you, how are you doing? Doing great. What's on your mind? Okay. Uh, happy first, happy uh, Victoria Tuesday. And uh, Mick and John, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, there you so go. much. How Appreciate that? it. Thank Believe. you. Thank you for the call. A little bit of love. Yeah. Uh, I tweet, uh, last Friday, you asked, you asked who will score the first touchdown for the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, I tweeted Friday that uh, the first Cowboys TD would be a pick six by Bland. Mm. I was... It was just this again. You were one <laughs> off. You were one off. That was that's in, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a, my, my question is uh, what uh, what are your evaluation of, of Messi with with uh, the few opportunity uh, he got on all twenty two? Uh, I saw. I, I think I saw him, but uh, two linemen flat on their back. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think we got something there. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Thank you very much, Philippe. Thank you. I appreciate you, as always, calling from across the pond. Those international calls add up. You know how that goes. He made Isaiah cry. That's how awesome he made you weep. Yeah, I did. Uh, What did you think about Mozzie Smith and, and his debut? Up and down. Rookie debut. I'll give my opinion in a second. What did you think? That's what I expected. 
is what I expected. He's a, he's he's a he's a true rookie. Mm-hmm. And he's not a – I don't care where he was drafted. I mean, I know most people do, right? He's playing a tough position. Yeah. And he has bad habits that he has to break that don't work in the NFL. So it's going to take some time for him to learn, unlearn those bad habits and pick up some good ones. There's going to be times where he's able to throw some guys out the club just because he is strong. Um, and I think that's what he might be alluding to on that particular play yeah. where he threw him on his threw the guys on their back. Yep. But other than that, there were some times where he was vertical again, got turned again like he did in the preseason. So um, good and bad, you know, he'll he'll get his get his critiques, get his grades, and he'll he'll learn from it. I, I think we need to be reminded again of um, who Mozzie Smith was as a prospect. He was this guy that was coming in with all of these crazy traits and insane athleticism, yep. you know, strength that's world class. And it was always going to take time. From day one, it was going to take time to get him going. And it's you're not going to see that in year one. You're not going to see that in game one. But from what we can expect from game one from him, I think I think he he lived up to what he, he we should expect. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he, he showed his strength. Um, he got pushed back a couple of times. But, again, that's the learning curve for, for him. Honestly, you would hope to see that as the season goes on. You would hope to see that he gets as many learning opportunities as possible so that in year two, year three, year four, he's able to learn from those. He has that experience in his belt. I, I, I'm not taking anything I see from Mozzie Smith this year too seriously. I'm taking it all with a grain of salt yeah. just because I know that that learning curve is still happening. He's still in, like, second grade with Dan Quinn right now. So and I'm, man, I'm not worried about it. Man, if Osa and Hankins can keep playing like they're playing mm-hmm. and they can stay healthy – then Mozzie can kind of just work in when he does, and and, and you don't put yeah. that whole like first round pressure on a guy like, like in a way, if you know you being like that John Michael Schmitz, they're expecting you to come in at the Giants and just you have yeah. to ball now. We need you. Hey, our offensive line is great. We need you to be really good immediately. It's like Jalen Tolbert last year, yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Question for you guys: Do you guys expect more this year out of Mozzie or out of Schoonmaker? Ooh, Schoon. Yeah, for Schoon. me, for me, it's Mozzie, but mm. but I but I could see Schoonmaker. Just I guess with Mozzie, my thing is that I do think he has a lot of the physical ability and things like that. That if if he can clean some of that up, I could see him making an impact. He has maybe attributes. Not, yeah, maybe not the same way that Schoonmaker would, but I just because of Schoonmaker coming in, you know, kind of being behind it with the with the injury. I just feel like he's that number three tight end, and I guess he can get up to two. I just don't see him jumping Ferguson this year. Yeah. But maybe he doesn't need to. Maybe if he's the number two tight end, that's a bigger impact than Mozzie. But. Do you, yeah, do you see Mozzie jumping uh, Jonathan Hankins no. for the for the nose tackle spot no. at any point this no. year? I think it's more likely than Schoonmaker jumping Ferguson, but I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I, I think you're going to see a rotation between those guys. Sure. And if Hankins especially plays the way that he did, I don't think you're going to see the, any movement up front there. It's not like Mozzie played a ton of snaps. He played 17 snaps. He had a tackle, and he also had a hurry. So he was productive in the 17 snaps. For a defensive tackle, that's about what you can ask for. You can ask yep. for a couple stops, ask for a couple pressures, and then maybe you you, you force a fumble or you do something big there to, to create a turnover. He didn't do anything over the top, but it wasn't like he was necessarily poor in his first game. That was that's kind of my my point is yeah. it, it's up and down. He's a rookie. Let it let it grow. Let it build. And he's in a position that's not the flashiest as as a rookie either. It's not like Michael Parsons coming off the edge and he's got 13 sacks. Like it's different. It's a little bit different. So maybe maybe you can tap the brakes a, a couple times on on Mozzie Smith and, and seeing him. I tweeted out the other day: Cowboys win 40 to nothing. Join us on post game whatever it was game night and the the first reply on there kind of made me roll my eyes a little bit it was i didn't see mozzie out there much it's like, you just won 40 to nothing yeah. like enjoy it a little bit cowboys fans yeah. enjoy it but that is just a, a little bit that is a natural fan type thing to it do totally that, is though, i do sure. it all the time. I, yeah i do yeah. i do too uh I thought Philippe was going to say he had no Igbenogany as the scooper first touchdown. I was going to be like, wow, that's crazy. I don't believe you. (laughs) I don't believe you. Yeah, Blaine pick six is pretty good for Philippe. That's good. It was very close. Yeah. Uh, Going into our previews this week, of course, tomorrow we'll preview the Cowboys defense versus, well, the new look Jets offense. And then on Thursday, we'll preview the Cowboys offense versus the Jets defense. What's one matchup you're looking forward to the most in this week going going into this week two matchup with new york cd and sauce yeah 
Yep. Do you think they'll match up against each other a little bit? I think it's, they'll get. I mean, it's going to be CD or B Cooks. I mean, it's yeah. going to be one of those two. But I, I, I'm looking forward to CD. I think CD will be up for this challenge. I think yeah. he's that com- type of competitor. He likes to talk. He likes to have a snotty nose. And sometimes hot sauce gives you a snotty nose. So I don't know. Mm. I think that's easy. <laughs> to me, that's mm. if there's tears we to stop it. stop hot sauce. You like that? <laughs> exactly. If, if there's tears to it, my number one uh, top tier is is definitely Sauce Gardner against CeeDee Lamb. They will be against each other. But then since you said that, I'll go with uh, whoever, whether it's Diggs, Gilmore, both, whoever's on Garrett Wilson, that'll be entertaining too, but not as much as I think Sauce and CD. I just, I think that would, I mean, if I'm coaching the Jets, I would think that I'd want to put Sauce on CD as much as possible. I mean, I I just look at if you can somehow neutralize him and potentially take him away, I think any team would love to be able to do that to this Cowboys offense because that's absolutely your number one option that you want to get the ball to is CD Lamb. I mean, you just look at, it's not like he had 10 catches or anything that game, but when he was touching the ball, I mean, it's big plays. Like, if you can neutralize that, that that would mean a lot more, I feel like, to the uh, overall chances of winning the game. But Sauce didn't even have the three interceptions last night. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's fine. What, what, what's his, it was it Jordan Whitehead, the safety that had, had three, three picks yeah. for the for the Jets last night? Yeah. He's coming for you, Trayvon. He's coming for that 11 He hit his year. incentive in his contract last night alone. Yeah, yeah right? no doubt. He did. Yeah. He did. No, he, he yeah. did. $250,000 bonus. Wow. Good for him. For three. What a night. For he had three in his contract that he had to oh, hit. And he wow. hit it all in one night. What a night. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. The bag. Dinner's on him in Dallas. <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite matchup? To look uh, for? Both of those two were definitely mine, but I'll I'll pick a different one just to, just for fun. Um, whoever takes on the challenge of Brees Hall, because <laughs> not only did he look great in the running game last night, but when Zach Wilson came in, he was gonna have him and Dalvin Cook were ha- having to take on some responsibilities in the receiving game, mm-hmm. and you would be a fool to think that they're not gonna try to integrate those running backs as much as they can in the receiving game with the way that defensive line is gonna put pressure on them. So. Uh, the running games, yes, but more specifically, how are they going to attack? You know, handling those guys in the receiving game. Who are you more afraid of? Uh, uh, Brees or Dalvin? Mm-hmm. Uh, after last night, Brees. But before yeah. last night, I would have told you Dalvin. But after the man, Brees looked great last Brees night. Brees did look. Y- you really have to good. think before he got hurt last year, he was one of only two guys that had 400 rushing yards and 200. Re- I know you're not a stats guy. 400 <laughs> rushing yards and 200 receiving yards through this first seven weeks. Him and McCaffrey. Yeah. So like that, he's he's going to be a threat out of the backfield. I worry about him more out of the backfield than Dalvin, and I would have told you that yesterday too. Yeah. But as far as running running downhill and being physical, that's more Dalvin's bag. But at, that's a that's a scary one two punch. Like that's a nasty one two punch. I'm interested to see how Demone Clark rebounds. Because in my initial film study, I, I didn't think Damone Clark, he didn't have to do a whole lot, but he didn't have his best game. Uh, had one tackle, and I, I was curious. So I went to, to Pro Football Focus and, and looked at their grade. They had a 39 mm. run grade, run defense grade for Damone Clark. I think he's going to see a step up. He's better than that in terms of run defense. And he, once again, didn't have to do much. But in the, the, the times that he did, he didn't necessarily look great uh, playing against the run. So I'm excited to see him rebound. Before we get out of here, oh, one, one other one, real quick. Yeah, be yeah. Quinn, Quinn and Williams, just because of the fact that they're coming off of a team that you know That's we big. had talked a lot about the defensive tackles over there, and they really didn't wreck the game like they possibly have the ability to for the Giants. And so Quinn and Williams, another one for sure. Yeah, Q Dub. Yeah, U Dub. No, it's like Q Dub. Q Dub versus. <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't think he went to went what, to Washington. Out of a hundred snaps, what's the what? Who wins the most? Zach Martin or, or Q Dub? Zach Martin. Zach Martin. It's not even close. What, what, but what is it? Is it 80-20? It's, it? it's like 95-5. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon Gross knocking on the glass. 95-5? Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, John, we didn't get a chance to give you our smelly stickers. You got to grab the helmet, man. You got to grab it. You got to grab the helmet. You got to grab it. So. Okay. <laughs> smelly stickers are like helmet stickers. That's right. Give us your player of the game yesterday. You can pick one, any any one of them, and you got to give us your player of the game. You have to for tie who in, played in two you days have to ago. Tie in the tie sticker. it in with the sticker specifically from I mean, two days ago. I mean, See, I missed that part yesterday about tying it in with the sticker. That's you that's did an okay I job. Yeah, it was fun. I just yeah. picked a random one. You I was just like, okay, great, cool. Yeah, it's a grape. All right. <laughs> you could have given me a heads up on this. Sorry, thing no, yeah. no, right. On <laughs> we just assumed you watched the show yesterday. That's what it was. No, I was Nick definitely missed the spot. I was in airports when that was going on. You said what? Nick missed the spot with the sticker. I mean, like like tying it in. Mm. No, he was way off on that one. Yeah, oh, he admitted it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. okay. He'll be better next week. Beamer's like, no, I'm doubling down. <laughs> I am doubling down. It's a tough debut for the Beamer boy. does too much work in the back for him to, to not tie it in with the grapes. Tough debut for the kid. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which one of these. Need some help? 
I'm trying to think which one would would best fit Micah Parsons. Oh, mm. Micah. You already have Micah. We like, already have Micah. These are like two. You can do two for one. That's fine. Good enough these are just that. These are like two. Oh, okay. These are yeah, too happy for like the defensive player. <laughs> you, you have to tell them we have Micah on there. We have Dan yeah, Quinn. Yeah, or you could tell me who you guys have yeah, on there. We have so Micah, Dan Quinn. Uh, who are the other ones? Osa. 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 And, and then Beam chose Dix. Dix. Yeah, so you got to yeah. pick somebody else. Mm. Jeez, thanks. Guys. We really did put. We did the put them on the spot here. here. This is terrible. Right I mean, there were, well, you put me on the spot, and then you take away like the most. The, all four people. of the like, guys. There yeah. were seven sacks. We'll be better about this next. Five time. forced fumbles. Hmm? Zach Martin had a ninety-three grade interception. And I, I'm, I'm, I get all that. I'm just a lot of this goes back to Micah for me on a lot of those sacks. To be honest, when you put seven guys on Micah Parsons, uh, does open thing other things up. Uh, While you do think the Osa sack was it was Micah. It was Micah. You see Micah just taking two guys and pushing them out the club like it's it's. And, and then, then here Osa, comes Osa. Osa just comes around the corner. <laughs> Why, thank you. Yeah. Osa's about to get a payday, and he's going to have to give some of it to Micah because so of the way it's when I walked in here. The, the package. Wait, I'm not supposed to open it? No, you can't. No, you're, you're okay. good. You're good. Um, I did not think. I just this donut looks good, so I'm just going with that. Sweet. Uh, I did not think when I was watching the game that Marquise Bell played as well as he did when I was watching it in the press box. Mm-hmm. But I was telling Nick when I got back here and got a chance to watch it over again. I could not believe how many times like he really he stood out. And I guess it also has to factor in as like your expectations. Like I thought he would be able to play and make somewhat of an impact. I did not think he would play on the level that he did week one. And that's probably also my fault because when a guy's undrafted, sometimes I'm like, yeah, what are you really going to expect from that? But I thought he was really impressive. Nice. So I'll give to him. Who was the other ones that you gave him to? So we gave him to Diggs, Parsons, Osa, and Dan, and Dan Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. And then what's, Marquis what's Bell. tie into the donut? Why the I've donut? got one oh, if I he's not going to get I one. Did, I just thought it looked good. He's the honest. icing on the donut of a sweet performance from the defense. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this right Marquise now. Marquis Bell this sprinkles team, it on top. This team That's what has it is. Pr- maybe the best defense in the NFL. And Say it with your chest, I think John. that they're pretty nasty. Ooh. And there's nothing in here that symbolizes their defense. <laughs> that hard candy. So you might want to. That hard might, candy. We might, might need to get some more. Some some scary stickers. Yeah, something that actually like some monsters okay. and things like that. All maybe right. maybe hey, maybe some animals. Okay. That hard candy that's in grandma's little thing <laughs> <laughs> is about 27 <laughs> years old. That is what that looks like. <laughs> That she gives you at church. I'm going to find some Halloween scratch and sniffs. The bottom of the purse, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find some animal scratch and sniffs from John. Sure a bunch of lions. Yeah. 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 Tons of lions. My online shopping account is going to be filled with smelly stickers here over the next week, trying to get ready for next week. All right. When we come back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time, we'll be back at the regular time. Appreciate you sticking with us here for a lunchtime episode. But we will preview the Cowboys defense, Micah Parsons, and the donut on top, Marquise Bell, getting things done against the New York Jets, Zach Wilson at quarterback. For Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!